accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-384-1340. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-384-1340. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-384-1340. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. Shane and Jack Johnson with you. Next couple of hours, entertaining, informing, Etc. Etc. Shane Dennis Show, episode six fifty seven, coming at you today. Here's how you can enjoy it, be a part of it. Call us three one six 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 nine four nine nine six. You'll want that number for giveaways, free stuff. We got all kinds of free stuff for you, and more stuff today. Three one six 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 nine forty nine ninety six. Text line. Where you don't necessarily have to stay on topic and you don't have to do it from noon to four. Anytime you feel like it, 316-247-0923. That's text line. You can tell your smart speaker to play KKGQ 92.3. That's us. Jack does a really good job of getting the podcast of the shows up in a real, real timely manner. We got the Border Patrol from 8 to 10. You can re-listen to any part of that show. You got this show from noon to 2. The Pulse with Pat Strothman from 2 to 4. And the program with Seren Petro from 4 to 6. All those shows, if you missed any part of it or just want to hear something again, ESPNWichita.com is where you go. In your car, on your transistor, on your jam box, 92.3 FM. Tune in on your phone. All kinds of ways to dial us up either live or after the fact. Follow us on X. Be our friends on Facebook. We're at our Riverfront Stadium studio. It's February 1. It's 32nd day of the year. 334 days left in 2024. We're headed for a high today of 67 degrees. All right. Plenty to get to as usual. Got a guest. Got a couple of games to talk about. Got some giveaways, got the Super Bowl to look forward to. I'm old Jack Chung, but first, before we get there, Jack with our moment of levity. Remember, I'm just a messenger. This is not my joke. Found this okay. one. Okay, uh, this is going to be edgy. <laughs> a limbless man sat on the side of the <laughs> lake every day. He had no hands or no legs. One day he was crying when a woman was walking by and saw that he was upset. Oh, I know what the punchline is already. I know what this is already. <laughs> so she asked him if he was okay. He replied, no. The woman said, well, what's wrong? The woman's man said, I've never been hugged by anyone before. So the woman, out of kindness, hugged the man. Are you okay now, she asked. No, the man replied. So again, the woman asked him, what's wrong? He answered, I've never been kissed before. The woman eagerly gave him a peck on the lips and asked, are you okay now? The man shook his head sadly. The woman asked him, what's wrong for the third time? The man said, I've never been screwed. The woman looked at him, picks him up, and throws him in the lake and says, now you are. It's National Dark Chocolate Day, it's National Get Up Day, it's National Freedom Day, it's National Texas Day. Jack, Texas, which state? <laughs> um, uh, 29. <laughs> 28. <laughs> great, great recovery. Uh, it's National Baked Alaska Day. Do you know what that is? Baked Alaska? Uh-huh. No. It's a dessert. Oh. It's legit. Ice, Ice cream, cream and cake. Okay. Ice oh. cream and cake coming together. Yeah. I had many of those. National Serpent Day, like the snake. And then five days to tell you about tomorrow, one of them being Groundhog Day. 
And speaking of, we're going to be out at Twin Peaks East tomorrow, 21st and Rock. So come by, uh, come by and see us then. We'll have some swag for you. And uh, eats, drinks, and scenic views, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, come on out and see us from noon to four at Twin Peaks East, you East Siders in Wichita. Come say hi. Give you a T-shirt, maybe, if, if you're lucky. February 1, 1896, the opera La Boheme premieres in Italy. It's a tragic love story by Giacomo Puccini. Hewlett-Packard in 1972 introduced the first scientific handheld calculator. Sold for $395. Also on this day in 1982, David Letterman launched his first evening talk show, Late Night with David Letterman. His first guest was Bill Murray. Born Days, 1901, Clark Gable. That's the most notable. I'm old Jack Young for more fun and frivolities about Feb 1 coming up in about an hour and a half. All right, here's what we've got to talk about today. It was a bad day to be a Shocker fan on January 31st. Both basketball teams played at the exact same time, one in Philadelphia, one in Tulsa. Neither result was good. And I would venture to say that those two games combined were not only a gut punch, but just a disaster as far as how those games ended. Uh, They ended differently, but both resulted in a crushing defeat. If you liked Wichita State basketball, we'll talk about that coming up here in a second. We got some uh, basketball tickets to give away. They, the Shocker men, anyway, are back home uh, next Wednesday against UTSA. Prior to, they go to Memphis on Saturday. So pretty quick turnaround. Play Memphis Saturday at noon. The women play ECU at home Sunday at 2. So we'll talk about Shocker basketball and what happened to those programs last night. Then we'll pivot to football uh, with the Super Bowl coming up. There's... I don't know if plenty of chatter is the right way to put it, but there has been at least some mention of the Chiefs and how close are they to being a dynasty. I don't know how many people would put them there yet, but for those that would, I would caution you against that, and I have uh, some proof coming up at 1225. We'll take a look at some of the biggest football dynasties, and how close or far away are the Chiefs from being labeled a dynasty? That's It's subjective. I mean, it's uh, and beauty's in the eye of the beholder sometimes. But I got some, uh, some NFL franchises that are without a doubt dynasties and let you fill in the blanks of how close the Chiefs are to becoming one. So dynasty talk, 1225. Got Twitter and Patrick Mahomes audio at uh, about 40 minutes from now. Hopefully he and Big Red will be done talking by then. Uh, that is our Patrick Mahomes audio courtesy of Davis Liquor Outlet and Schofield Honda. Got pushed back a day. No media availability for those guys to the Kansas City media yesterday. So we normally hear from Mahomes on Wednesday. Have to wait till today, so a little bit later on we'll talk about that. And mix in a Twitter question that has to do with unrestricted free agent running backs in the NFL at ESPN Wichita. Please go there and vote with us. And then we've got a an edition of What Grinds My Gears. That comes your way at 1 o'clock, and that comes your way in lieu of pick six because, let's be honest, there's not much to pick the week before the Super Bowl. So once we get to next Thursday, the pick six will be back as normal. But Chance Lebo, who you heard last night, broadcast a Tabor sweep in the ACAC. He'll drop by at 1 o'clock, and we'll have a little roundtable. Jack Chance and yours truly, what grinds my gears? So be listening for that at 1 o'clock. 
Then 125, some baseball talk with Jamie Bluma. So we get a little bit closer to the Royal Spring Training. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman and Derby. And then I'm old Jack Young, first day of February, coming up at 140 or so. I'm old Jack Young today, brought to you by Four Seasons RV. So there's your show, and that's how you can be a part of it. And that's how you can listen to it and everything in between. 316-247-0923 is your text line that you're encouraged to use whenever and however you like. So last night, basketball, shocker, men and women played simultaneously. The women were trying to avenge a 20-plus point loss to Temple in Philadelphia some three weeks ago. The Owls came into Wichita and beat the Shocker 72 to 49. Uh, pretty much laid a beat down on Wichita State. And the Shocker women came this close to paying back the Owls. Shockers, after one, trailed by two. They semi exploded in the second quarter, led by six at the break led by three after three, and after a D.J. McCarty basket with 17 seconds left, the Shockers had a 65-63 to lead. And with four seconds left to go, Inez Piper had her shot blocked by Daniela Abies, but Temple got the offensive rebound. And Piper, who got her shot blocked, kicked it out to Tiara East. And East, who is 0 for 2 from three-point range prior to that point, launched a three from just to the right of the key that banged in right as the clock hit triple zeros. Temple 66, Wichita State 65. Not only did the women fail to secure that defensive rebound and win the game and split the regular season series with Temple, they remained winless on the road this season, falling to 0-8, 66-65, and an absolute gut punch. Abiace had another double-double, 19 points and 14 rebounds for Wichita State. Ornella Niankin had a really good game, too. A player not asked to score much, went uh, 5 of 8 from the floor, had 11 points. Salise Blow had 10 points, but it was not enough. As T.R. East, three-pointer at the final buzzer, sent the Wichita State women to defeat and broken hearts all the way back to Wichita, I'm sure. Game saw 10 lead changes. And Wichita State actually forced 19 turnovers. They were 6 of 13 for th- uh, from 3 and recovered from a 1 for 10 shooting performance to start the game. Shockers were down 12 to 2, but ended up uh, coming all the way back. McCarty scored all six of her points in the fourth quarter, including a couple of free throws inside a minute and then a floater to tie it up. Uh, to give the Shockers a lead with 17 seconds left. And after Piper's blocked shot, East hit the game-winning three-pointer to break the Shockers' hearts, 66-65. Again, the Shocker women will be back home on Sunday to take on East Carolina. That's a 2 o'clock tip-off at the arena on ESPN+. At the same time, the Shocker men were in Tulsa, and for the most part, in the first half, had that game in hand. It was a really dominating performance in half number one, although both teams shot the ball pretty well. But Wichita State was over 50% for the vast majority of that game and leading at halftime, 43-32. They led by as many as 15 in that first half, Shockers did 43-28, but then Tulsa got the first four, uh, last four points of the first half, the first seven points of the second half, 
and it was more of the same really from both teams. Shocker, women and men have had trouble closing out games. But Wichita State in that second half shot only 34% from the floor. They made only one three-pointer in nine tries after halftime and actually lost by double digits, 79-68. to Shockers went scoreless over the last 148 when it was 69-68 Tulsa with 148 left. Shockers didn't score again, and Tulsa had 10 in the final 148, including P.J. Haggerty going 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Shockers outshot the Golden Hurricane from the floor, 46% to 44. But the difference was painful. The three-point line, Tulsa made five more than Wichita State. And at the free throw line, Tulsa made 18 more than Wichita State. Wichita State with two of three from the free throw line, all in the second half. I say all. Only free throws in the second half, and there were only three of them. Meanwhile, Tulsa made 20 of 24, including Haggerty's 14 of 14. Haggerty ended up with 23 points, came in averaging 19 a game. Shockers bottled him up for a good part of the game, but eventually Tulsa wore down Wichita State, hit just enough threes. They are a three-point shooting team. Half of their shots were threes and made 11 of them. Meanwhile, Wichita State was 5 for 12 from three in the first half, but only 1 for 9 in the second half and ended up going 24 for 44 from two, but only six of 21 from three. Colby Rogers had 13 points before he fouled out. Dalen Original got off to a red-hot start, scored 11 points in about the first six minutes of the game, didn't score thereafter. Harlan Beverly had 12 points, six rebounds and five assists, but only went six of 17 from the floor. And Wichita State spit out a 15-point lead and eventually lost by 11 in a equally painful but far different way than the women lost their game at Temple. Shockers dominated in the paint but couldn't get to the free throw line. Five Shockers and double figures altogether. Kenny Poto had 10 points off the bench, as did Xavier Bell. But P.J. Haggerty and Kobe Williams combined for 44 of the 79 Tulsa points. And Wichita State defensively couldn't hold off Tulsa and couldn't do enough offensively in the second half, even though Ronnie DeGray made a couple of big plays for Wichita State in the final five or so minutes. But a stunning result in Tulsa considering how that game began. Shockers led by as many as 15, lost by 11, 79 to 68. So unable to, momentum is kind of a weird word in sports, but unable to kind of capitalize on their win against SMU a couple of days prior. Fairly quick turnaround for the Shockers. They go into the lion's den, the tiger's lair, as it were, head to Memphis to play the Tigers Saturday at noon, coming off a 79-68 loss to Tulsa last night. Rough day, rough night to be a Shocker fan uh, pretty much simultaneously as Tulsa was doing their thing and looking like it was going to be a situation where they pull away from Shocker men, Shocker women got a buzzer-beating three to beat them. Shocker's back in action this weekend. Men at Memphis on Saturday, women at home against ECU on Sunday. We'll talk more about that a little bit tomorrow. When we are at Twin Peaks East, we'll be celebrating Groundhog Day at 21st and Rock Road, Twin Peaks East. Be out there from noon to 4. I'll be there. Pat will be there with the Pulse from 2 to 4. And then we'll get you ready for a little bit later on that night after hours, Mays and Mays South, our high school game of the week. We got tonight... After the shows, Celtics-Lakers, little NBA play-by-play. The Celtics and Lakers play their 300th game in the regular season all time. 
and you can hear it right here on the channel. Coverage starting at 6.30. Text line is open, 316-247-0923. Use it at your leisure. When we come back, we will talk a little Chiefs Dynasty. Are they there yet? I got an answer for you. But first, Wichita State's men on Wednesday night will be back in action at home against UTSA. Shocks and Roadrunners at 6.30. We want you to go. So call. And if you're calling number three, I'll give you two tickets to it. Next Wednesday, 630. 316-24, uh, I'm sorry, 316-669-4996. Call Jack right now for Roadrunners and Shockers tickets next Wednesday. Good luck. Chiefs Dynasty talk next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, Visit Wichita, and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com slash get dash tickets. Want a Valentine's Day that'll rock your world? Head to Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen, where love and luck meet. Stop in for Rock and Bruce Casino's Dinner for Two. Juicy ribeyes, snow crabs, potato salad, and New York cheesecake. All for $60 from 3 to 9 p.m. only on February 14th. But the love doesn't stop there. Win big, rock out, and have fun. Your love story is waiting at Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen. Off I-35 at exit 231. Short drive, big wins. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Your health is too important to take chances with. Let the experts at CBD Plus USA help you find the right products for your needs. CBD Plus only stocks the highest quality brands like Highly Concentrated, known for their smooth blends like Uplifting, Focus, Euphoria, Daily, and Knockout. And don't miss Flower Fridays, quarters 20% off, halves 30% off, and ounces 40% off. Visit today for weekly specials and all your Delta faves. Knowledge is power. Learn today at CBD Plus USA. Located at Woodlawn, north of K96, Greenwich in K96, and at 21st and Tyler. Follow the Shockers on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Our guys were great. Buy-in, the character, the effectiveness of, of your culture in that locker room. Everybody can have an effective culture, buy-in, great character when it goes well. But I'm telling you, they didn't waver at all. The guys did a phenomenal job. Glad we came out on the right side. Your home for the best Wichita State basketball coverage all season long is right here on ESPN Wichita. But if you like causing trouble up in hotel rooms, and if you like having secret little rendezvous, if you like to do the things you know that we shouldn't do, then baby, I'm perfect. Jack, who's the lead singer of One Direction? I don't know if they got a lead singer, but I mean, Harry Styles. Harry Styles, the answer Zane, I was looking for. Yeah, he's, he's 30 today. Happy birthday, Harry Styles. There you go. Yep. They all had very successful individual careers, though. That's interesting. Very. That a, that a band would have multiple dudes taking turns at singing. Or at least had a, I would say, <laughs> I feel weird that I know all about One Direction, <laughs> but uh, I know Harry Styles and um, Zane. Don't know his last name, but they. They were successful very much so individually. Harry Styles, obviously the most popular. 
Um, the other two had like big hit songs. Like might have been one hit wonder, but they definitely right. had some pretty big hits for, for yeah. those songs. That's interesting that band members can all branch off and all be successful in various degrees of success. But Harry Styles, happy birthday. Uh, congratulations to Jerry. Jerry won the Shocker tickets to watch UTSA next Wednesday at 6.30. Be listening to The Pulse with Pat for your opportunity to win some more basketball tickets coming up here in a little while. Our road to the Super Bowl continues. It's presented by Davis Liquor Outlet. Neighborhood locations at Superstore uh, super Prices. Find a location at davisliquoroutlet.com. Of course, Chiefs, our beloved Chiefs, back in the Super Bowl, taking on 49ers coming up in Las Vegas. And much more on that game as we get closer to it. But before we do, I want to address what, and it's not the elephant in the room, so I'm not trying to build this up to be more than what it is, but there are at least whispers that the Chiefs are on the doorstep of a dynasty. Dynasties' definitions vary, of course, uh, but I think we know one when we see one, most of us. And with little help from CBSSports.com's Ryan Diardo, I have chronicled a handful of what I think are undeniable dynasties, and one that the Chiefs are at least within shouting distance of. Uh, the first one I think is pretty undeniable, regardless of what you think about the organization, their coach, the um, scandals, um, controversies. How's that? Uh, and that's the New England Patriots. From 2001 to 2018, for example, You've had Super Bowl titles, a slew of them, division titles, slew of those, an undefeated season, Hall of Fame players, of course, and one coach. And I would put these guys and this run not only up against anybody, but I don't know that we'll see this again. It's a run from 2001 to 2018 in which there were six Super Bowl titles, nine AFC titles, a 16-0 and season, and two separate stretches of mini dynasties that all rolled into one becomes probably the biggest and best in football. They won three out of four Super Bowls from 2001 to 2004. And then won three out of five from 2014 to 2018. Of course, Chiefs fans all too familiar at the end of Brady's run of the Patriots' brilliance and Brady taking home MVP honors in four of the six Super Bowl wins in New England. Ty Law, Randy Moss, both going to the Hall of Fame. Gronk will be in it. Uh, five years whenever he played his last game. So here in a few more years, he's going to be in it. And along the way, they had to deal with Peyton Manning's Broncos and Colts, Ben Roethlisberger's Steelers. And even though they had a subpar AFC East to negotiate through six Super Bowls and including two little mini runs that were... 19 years, not 19 years apart, but from the beginning of this to the very end of it, pretty undeniable dynasty, the 01 to 18 Patriots. Now, the downside is, or haters will say, there was Spygate and Deflategate in there, too, and the AFC East, which kind of stunk. But I would venture to say that that sort of Sustained greatness. I'll stop short of dominance because you got to go from start to finish. That's how I built this. And uh, the CBSSports.com 
article built this, but from 01 to 18, pretty undeniable. I listened to an argument, but if you want to kind of craft together 19 years of any other organization, I'd certainly be willing to listen. Another dynasty, and it's for those of a certain age to remember, the early to late 70s Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Chuck Knoll. And I'm going to start that one, and uh, the uh, author of this article, got to give him credit, Brian Diardo also uh, agrees to start this dynasty in 1972 when the Steelers drafted Franco Harris. Their dominance really didn't start until 1974, but drafting Franco Harris in 1972 was uh, certainly the, one of the cogs in the wheel. And then get a load of this. Even you youngsters that weren't born then, you have heard of all these guys that were drafted in the 1974 rookie class. Five future Hall of Famers in the 74 class of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jack Lambert, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Mike Webster, and Donnie Schell. And anchored by that class from 74 to 79, the Steelers won 80 games, won six division titles, and four Super Bowls. And two of them were against the Dallas Cowboys, who were no slouch themselves and kind of a little bit further down in the pecking order of dynasties in the 1970s. But without much question, the Steelers were the team of the 70s. And along with Noel and that draft class in 1974, and having to go through also, keep in mind, Don Shula and the Dolphins beat Landry's Cowboys twice, and John Madden's Raiders. Of course, the immaculate reception was mixed in there too. 4-0 in Super Bowls and did it from, basically, they built it in 72 and it lasted till 79, but five Hall of Famers in one draft class in 1974. The early to late 70s Steelers, also a dynasty. I'm going to leave out a couple of olds back in the 60s as far as dynasties are concerned because there weren't as many teams then and you didn't have to go through as many postseason games back then. So we'll fast forward to the San Francisco 49ers, who at least are in the same neighborhood as the 01 through 18 Patriots, and that's the 1981 through 1994 San Francisco 49ers. Of course, it started with a young, well, young Bill Walsh, too, but a young Joe Montana, young Bill Walsh. This is before Jerry Rice came around. But with Walsh and Montana, you had... The Super Bowl 16, 19, and 23 victories. And then Rice came around. Walsh handed off the reins to George Seifert. You had them tearing apart the Broncos in Super Bowl 29 after winning in 20, uh, Super Bowl 23. They never won three straight, but did win their fifth title after Steve Young led the 49ers to the win in Super Bowl 29. So Montana went 4-0 in the Super Bowls, becoming the first player to win three Super Bowl MVP awards. And then both quarterbacks shared Jerry Rice, who's regarded, regarded as the best receiver of all time, of course. Roger Craig was on those uh, teams in there. So it was an interesting passing of the baton. Uh, Bill Walsh did most of the heavy lifting in this particular dynasty. But George Seifert, in his kind of short-lived 49ers career, generally speaking, um, lost to Bill Parcells' Giants mixed in there and lost back-to-back title games to the Cowboys before they broke through in 94 with Seifert. So they were knocking on the door pretty consistently from 1981 to 1994. My final one that I'll talk about, and then we'll bring in Jack, see what he thinks about. And this is the one I think that is most akin to what the Chiefs are doing now or the Chiefs are in the middle of, I guess, uh, what fans hope they're in the middle of. And that's the Dallas Cowboys of 1991 to 1995. This is a Jimmy Johnson years, and then one sprinkled in the Barry Switzer year. But you start this run of greatness 
bouncing back from a late 80s season where they went 1-15. and And they, of course, drafted Troy Aikman and then pulled off the trade of the millennium, the great heist with the Vikings, where they traded Herschel Walker and in return got three future first-round picks, three future seconds. And among the players that the Cowboys acquired with those picks were Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson, Russell Maryland, and Kevin Smith, all either pro bowlers or, in Emmett's case, a Hall of Famer. And then uh, Johnson, after going 7-9 nine in 1990, got the divisional round in 91. 92 saw the Cowboys win 13 games. And with the triplets, Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin, uh, finally got over the hump and then won Super Bowls 27 and 28, lost to the, in the NFC Championship game, or the, the beat the uh, beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game along the way, and won Super Bowl 30 over the Steelers as well. And in addition to the players, the stars of that little mini run from 91 to 94, in which they won three Super Bowls, also had an tr- unbelievable offensive line, the Great Wall of Dallas, what it was called. And then Jimmy Johnson left, and Barry Switzer took the leftovers, won Super Bowl 30, and that was, that was pretty much that. Now, the Cowboys did have another dynasty, which – Amazing in and of itself. Um, back in the, the 70s, from 1970 to 1979, Cowboys actually played in five Super Bowls but lost three of them. Um, some would be critical of that. I'm not one of those people uh, making five Super Bowls in a 10-year span. Pretty impressive. But ran into the Steelers. So that's why they're further down the list. So of those and being armed with those facts and stats, Jack, um, I guess I won't necessarily ask you to define a dynasty, but how close do you think the Chiefs are to one? And um, in what uh, rent district do you think they're in? Are they in the Cowboys 91 to 95? And how long can this last, I guess? Yeah, I mean, they obviously still have a ways to go to catch up to New England. Uh, but I believe I either said it earlier this week or the week before, and I feel like a couple times as well. If they win next Sunday, it is undoubtedly – the greatest five-year stretch any team has had in NFL history. There's no disputing it. There's never been a five-year stretch like that before. The closest are, of course, Dallas, who we just brought up, when they won back-to-back Super Bowls over Buffalo, and they won a third Super Bowl in 95. So they were three and four years, right? Now, the Chiefs would be three and five, but unlike Dallas, who lost in the AFC title game and lost the divisional round in that five-year stretch, the Chiefs will have been to four Super Bowls, and their worst season would have been an AFC championship loss in overtime. So very similar stretches right there that uh, Kansas City and I think Dallas, also to buoy your argument, Jack, they'll be be able to do something that nobody's done in 20 years, and that's win back-to-back titles. Yes. So that's a feather in their dynasty cap, too. That That's another one to go off of, and you want to add one more to that. The first year, that five-year stretch that Dallas had, um, or excuse me, in their five-year stretch, so we want to count the when they won their first Super Bowl when that dynasty started in 92 instead of 91. They would yeah. have finished in first, but the year before that, they finished second. The Chiefs have yeah. been in first place six years, okay. uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chris. So there's just division yep. titles to add to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, New England is not attainable right now, but also what I'm very curious to see, and that is it's very much if they win – uh, next Sunday. If they win next Sunday, there is nobody in the world that can dispute the fact it's a dynasty. Uh, I think with one, you can't say dynasty. Two, it really comes down to who you're talking with. I know a lot of people in Kansas City said it's a dynasty anytime you win two and you're you know, constantly competing in Super Bowls and AFC title games. You could make a case that it's a dynasty because nobody else since New England had really done it. You know, Some teams that were Super Bowl winners would either lose in the first round the next year, lose in the AFC title game, or divisional round, what have you. Um, but they are very, very similar right now uh, to Dallas, I think, in the mid-90s. And I think Cowboys mm-hmm. fans would agree with that. Here is where I will differ on it, though, is that the fall-off after they won that last Super Bowl in 95, it was pretty quick. 
Um, remember, they, Barry Switzer was no longer the coach um, after that Super Bowl. I think he was the coach like two more years after that. Then they turned it over, and they had started having 500 seasons, losing seasons. I mean, two years after they won the Super Bowl in 95, they went 6-10. and 10. So I, I don't see the Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes in the next five years. I'll be quite honest with you. If he's healthy, they're not having a losing record. Uh, there's going to be very few times they're losing that division. I know I'm kind of putting the cart ahead of the horse, no, if you will. Th- but th- there's a lot of things in play here, Jack. Titles. Sustained runs, uh, division titles, playing four Super Bowls. So there's yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in here. I'll give you that. And you know you also I hate the shoulda woulda coulda game, but you can make a damn good case that two collapses for the Chiefs in the AFC title games they could have been playing in six straight Super Bowls or an offsides call offsides call absolutely there's five because D four did nothing on the play so there's five or six years the Chiefs are in a Super Bowl and if you want to say you know this is a very bad shoulda, woulda, coulda, but the Chiefs led the Bengals by 18, wasn't it, or 14 in the AFC title game. Like, there was no yeah, way 18. they should have blown that game. Yeah, yeah. no way they should have blown that game. Uh, so that's another part of this dominance. But I will say this, and and it's kind of my final point for dynasties, right? I think New England's, I don't want to say unattainable, but it kind of is. You know, six Super Bowls in this era is nearly impossible to do because what Brady had that Mahomes never will is one, the weakest division we may have ever seen. Um, that AFC East was garbage for years. I know they had a couple years the Jets got to an AFC title game and rivaled the Patriots a little bit, but for two decades, Tom Brady was able to manhandle that division. I mean, yeah, every every there year were, was... there were two Hall of Fame quarterbacks waiting for him once they got to the playoffs. So yes, I would agree with that. And I somebody could also say, well, the AFC West sucks too. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't have many playoff teams. If or ever. here's riddle me this: How much did it have to do with the Patriots being so great and the Chiefs being so great that everybody views the AFC East then and the AFC West now as sucking? Uh, maybe so. Um, and to your point also about two Hall of Famers, you know, Big Ben and Peyton for years, I think that is the case. I also would throw out the argument, well, there's two, but Mahomes has Allen and Burrow and Lamar and probably for the future C.J. Stroud. If you still want to count Trevor Lawrence in there, I'll throw good friend Chance Lebo a bone. I mean, there's going to be a couple of years the Colts get in, I think, with Anthony Richardson. Still, you know, jury's out on him. But there's a lot of young talent in the AFC where mm-hmm. I think a lot of those playoff games, it was all right. Brady's got to get through two of those guys. He may get some random quarterback in the wild card round or the divisional round, and they were always a one seed, right? Um, so that just automatically leads you. There's two home playoff games. You get to the Super Bowl. You get to as many as you can, and you'll win them. What's going to be, I think, a defining point of Mahomes' career and the Chiefs' dynasty is that if they win on Sunday, that puts them at that threshold that New England was exactly in in the early parts of Brady's career, right? Three Super Bowls back-to-back very early on in his career. Then they win a decade without winning one. Yes. Um, yes. That Including is to, two losses to the Giants. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So they had gotten back, and they nearly had the perfect season, but they hadn't won um, in a decade plus. And that's going to be very interesting for Mahomes' career. I mean, I think everybody would say that even if he wins on Sunday and then if he never were to win again, it's like, that's still a dynasty. Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. But I think we would also say it's a little bit of a letdown if he goes 13 more years without winning one. Um, I think realistically, I put like a stamp on it, which is just absurd to say. If he wins on Sunday, I think he gets five in his career. Um, just because you get older, guys get more expensive, divisions get tougher, playoffs get harder, um, and you're not going to win it every single year. We're so yeah, but don't you? Uh, let's say he does win. Don't yeah. you also become a more attractive free agent place for other aging stars to say, I want a chance to win a ring? Oh, absolutely. We've already seen that um, a little bit. New England had that for years as well, that guys would take discounts to say, well, I'm tired of being a loser, and I'm tired of falling short all the time. I'll just go get a gimme Super Bowl with New England. And, you know, the Chiefs are in this uncharted water right now of where Dallas has really only been and where New England has been. And um, the Packers from the 60s have been. The Steelers uh, back in, what was that, the 70s? 70s, yeah. Dolphins a little bit. Um, You know, not a true dynasty, but reign of dominance. Uh, But Mm -hmm. everybody always says, right, it's Super Bowls. You know, the Chiefs could be this team, and they'd probably be far more likable, as if they were so damn good and they had, like, one Super Bowl in six years, but they always were getting the AFC title game. Like, you look back on them the way we look back on the Steelers, right? Very hard to beat. But they only won once, or Rodgers and the Packers. This is what puts you in a different category, that you can have your haters, you can have people that loathe you, 
But three Super Bowls and back-to-back, it, it can't really be topped by, I don't think, anybody in the current era of the NFL. Like that's, that's what's at stake for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. You win three Super Bowls, there's no more arguments that can be had against you other than, well, they uh, had officials get them three Super Bowls. That would be the only argument, right? Which is what happened in New England. You know, all those years they won Super Bowls, it was, oh, well, the refs did it for them. So, um, to me, this dynasty, if they win next Sunday, is Dallas's. That is, the, they, mm-hmm. they are yeah. very identical, slightly the better. The triplets, the triplets, yes. Dallas. Yep. Um, in the beginning part of New England. And I think it even tops New England's start of the dynasty. But then it comes down to what happens in the next 10 to 15 years, because that's where New England topped Dallas, and right now still has the leg up on Kansas City. It's 12.44. When we come back, we need to take a look at the Twitter question. It has to do with uh, unrestricted free agent running backs. Who's the sexiest? There are a lot of them out there, not sexy ones, but there are a lot of unrestricted free agent running backs out there to be had this offseason. At ESPN Wichita, go there, vote, repost. And we'll also mix in some Patrick Mahomes audio. Normally we hear him talk on Wednesdays. It's pushed back to today because of the week off. You get the idea. So we'll hear from Mahomes uh, here in just a little bit and also talk some free agent running backs, not necessarily for the Chiefs, but just for you NFL fans at large. Uh, kick that around, figure it out. We got Saquon, we got Josh Jacobs, got Pollard, got Derrick Henry, and the long-awaited debut of what grinds my gears coming up at one o'clock. Chance Lebo will drop by. Have a little roundtable of you know pretty self-explanatory, and then Jamie Bluma at one twenty-five. I'm old Jack Young, courtesy of Four Seasons RV. All that is straight ahead, and your texts as we get there. There was still some. Uh, there were plenty of uh, interaction when Jack and I were talking about uh, dynasties just a second ago. For example, one texter said, one Super Bowl for every two years with minimum of three Super Bowls. And I think that's his his or her definition of a dynasty. Seems a reasonable description. Six, uh, six straight division champs, 12 more regular season than the next closest in that span, and four FC championships. Um, the others, uh, after this ad... Off our um, text page. Uh, Patriots cheated, too. Yeah, I mixed that in there. They had a spy gate. They had deflate gate. There's that. Uh, another texter said, just thinking about the last 40 years of NFL. Without stats, I see Steelers, 49ers, maybe Dallas, and the Pats. You're right, texter, but I also left out the Raiders under John Madden and Tom Flores. Uh, pretty good run of success there. Uh, dynasty, by my definition, anyway. So... There you go. Keep the text coming. 316-247-0923. Again, a reminder, a little bit later on tonight, after overtime, NBA basketball at Celtics and Lakers meeting for the 300th time in the regular season. You can hear it with coverage starting right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, 630. And then tomorrow night, after we get all wrapped up from Twin Peaks out east, 21st and Rock, after hours, May's May South. Coverage starting at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It's playing basketball, professional tonight, high school tomorrow. When we come back, we'll take a look at some free agent running backs and check out the Twitter coming up next, 1247. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. 
2023 is gone, but you can still save on your income taxes by contributing to an IRA before the April 15th deadline. Let me, Pete Anderson, Investment Advisor Representative at Vantage Point Financial Group help. I'll get your IRA set up and your contribution in on time. Find me online at vpfgroup.com or by text 316-333-7530. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Osaic Wealth Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Osaic Wealth is separately owned in other entities in our marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Osaic well. Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM will be live in Las Vegas to bring you all the sights and sounds of Super Bowl 58. And no one hung their head, and everybody was ready to go, and... Now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. Get ready for the Chiefs and 49ers in Super Bowl 58 right here on your hometown radio station, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Yes, R.I.P. Janie Lane, born on this day, would have been 60, lead singer of Warrant. There's Cherry Pie. Everybody knows that one. Real quickly, uh, we get to the Twitter question. It has to do with unrestricted free agent running backs at ESPN Wichita is where you can go and vote. Please do so. NFL fans, who's the sexiest unrestricted free agent running back? Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. So far, Saquon is the sexiest in your eyes, 43.5%. Derrick Henry, 21.7%. And Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs tied for third, 17.4%. At ESPN Wichita, vote and repost for your tweeps, your ex-followers to vote. Patrick Mahomes Audio brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices. Find a location at davisliquoroutlet.com. And by Schofield Honda. Find out why so many people are saying, I love my Schofield Honda. Here is Mahomes earlier today. Christmas Day game, it was hard to see then that you guys would still be playing now. Were there things, what were the things you saw then, like you believe that maybe this was still possible back then? Um, I think I saw more from within the building, uh, just how hard guys were working, um, how guys were taking it personal uh, when we were losing games and going through that stretch. Um, you, you kind of know uh, how guys, how they react after games if, if you're going to be in this spot or if you're going to have a chance to be in this spot. And guys weren't happy, and they were putting in the work to get better. And that's what you need in order, whenever you go through adverse times, is guys to continue to work and to continue to get better. <clears throat> I mean, if you, watch, if you watch the receivers every single day, I mean, they're, they're catching on the side when the defense is up. They're catching after practice, catching before practice. Uh, I remember I was walking to lunch one day and Sky's out there just catching by himself. I mean, that's just those guys have that that mindset of they're going to continue to get better. And that's been out throughout the whole entire team. It's we're not wasting any moments in practice where guys are working on the side. We're trying to get better and uh, we're not going to let that slide this week either. We're going to try to do the same thing going into the Super Bowl. Patrick, that Justin Tucker thing before the game, how did that impact you? Uh, not, not really at all. I think guys were just ready to ready to play regardless. So uh, we just kind of kept it going and uh, kept it moving. That happened with him before, right? Um, we, we, not to that extent, but uh, we have had that same issue. So we just got to figure out how his warm-up routine and my warm-up routine don't interact. <laughs> what would you guys do with the 15-yard penalty? Did you devise a plan when, when you guys were going to get out there? Um, say that one more time. I did, lost. Travis said you were going to be out on the, the field and he missed that kick. Do you know what you were going to do? Yeah, I, I was going to chase Travis and just get him back to the sideline. You know, So <laughs> we, that would probably have been the, the best decision. 
Um, I think for some guys, for sure. Um, I mean, we just haven't had that that aspect, so I kind of lit a fire, I think, under some guys, uh, including myself. But um, at the end of the day, it's playoff games. I mean, you want to win. I mean, you, this is this is what you kind of play for. And I think that fire would have been, regardless if we were under the dog or not, that fire would have been lit because this is the time of year that you work for and you put in those hard practices for. And I think we have that mindset. If we're going to practice the way we do and we're going to work the way we uh, work, we're not going to let it slide by. And we're going to make sure that we maximize our opportunity every time we're out there. Having the, having the defense that you have, you mentioned having to adjust uh, your mentality. 17-10, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a mixture of everything. Uh, I mean, I always want to be aggressive. I always want to take chances. Um, but just knowing when to do that, when is the best opportunity. And you, I mean, you saw a couple in the second half where I, I let it go downfield. We just didn't hit on them. Um, I think we just got to execute at a higher level in the second half after watching the film. Um, there were still some chances there. But when you don't execute versus a great defense, um, uh, drive stall out. And that will be very similar to this, net, this next game we're playing. I mean, that's a great defense that we're going up against. And then we're going to have to be really high execution, kind of like we were in the first half. Um, but negative plays will stall drives out, and, and they're a defense that will, once those drives, you have negative plays, those drives won't uh, end with points. You said you, you, when to go downfield, when to do that. You seem to have an amazing ability to know the game situation. Mm -hmm. Not just whether or not to take a shot, but late in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, you're taking sacks instead of throwing it. Mm -hmm. the clock going. Is that something that on the sideline or the huddle, you're constantly talking about? Are you thinking it through? Or does it just come a second? Um, I think it's uh, we have these meetings. Uh, Travis hates them. Where we have these meetings where we go over every single situation every single week, um, and we just go through them. They're long, repetitive meetings, but we, we actually show film from games in previous years or previous weeks, and and they talk through the different stuff. Um, and it, it gets repetitive, but I listen and you, I ask questions, and I, I try to figure out every single situation for every single game. And um, you saw in the Super Bowl this last year. I mean, we were having that drive, and you want to score points, but as the, the clock started running down. Um, that last drive of the game, I, you, you start letting the clock run a little bit more and try to see if we can end with the football. And um, it comes from those meetings. And even though guys are in there and it's like an extra meeting that takes like an hour on a, on a Friday or Saturday, whatever it is, um, those little things are what kind of gets you to this spot. Um, and so that's why I enjoy it. Um, and I know the guys do, even though they get a little bored and, and tired in them. Patrick, Kelsey seemed to be particularly Just in general, what does his energy do? What does it bring to you and also maybe the rest of the guys? Yeah, I think it brings a ton. Um, it's the energy, and people don't even see it at practice. I mean, the energy that he has, the, he, he wants to take every single rep. We have to, like, get him out of practice um, just to give him a, a rest, and he wants to be out there for every single play. Um, and I think that mindset, when you see the, the, the Hall of Fame tied in and he wants to be the guy working the hardest, it raises everybody's standard. Um, it raises the standard of how you practice. It raises the standards of how you prepare. Um, because you know that guy um, that's, that's done at the top level wants to continue to do it every single week, every single day. And, and at the same time, he has a great time doing it. And I think that shows that you can work extremely hard and still have fun uh, coming to work every single day. Patrick, obviously you've been successful in domes throughout your career, playing in Legion. You have lost home of the Raiders. You're so comfortable in the dome, and, and you're the whole team this time at their place. Um, I, I don't know. I just I just like playing football, so it doesn't matter if it's minus 30 or if we're in indoors. I'm just going to go out there and try to play the best I can. And I'm sure quarterbacks will tell you that it's easier to throw the football when it's in perfect conditions. So that's probably why. But for me, it's just going out there and competing. Yeah, I mean, you learn. Um, I think you learn the good and the bad. Um, and, and he's got he's been around, I think, other coaches as well. So he has different ideas that he brings. Um, and you can see that last year and you can see that this year. Um, and like you said, I mean, I think he just knows what he wants now. He knows what situations, like, let's have a play ready. And like at the end of the game this last week, he makes me do a, a little sheet where, I, where I, do, I pick kind of plays for certain situations. And that was on the sheet. He went right to it, picked that play, gave it to me. Uh, we were comfortable. We went out there and executed the play. And so it's just stuff like that. I mean, whenever you, when you go out there and, I mean, he had success as a coach. And then he had some times where he didn't have as much success. And he learned from those times. Um, and he's came back, and he's been a, a better coach, I think, um, because of that. And so uh, that's what you have to do in this league, and, and coaching, playing, whatever it is, is you, you learn from your successes, and you learn from stuff that you don't do as well, and you try to be better the, the next opportunity you get. Matt, uh, Patrick, what's the value of this week in terms of preparation for all the craziness 
Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're pretty locked in this, I mean, both weeks, but you're really locked in this week. You want to make sure you get the whole game plan in, you get all your questions asked and answered. So next week when you're reviewing, you can just go on the fine details that you might not have the chance to, to do in a regular game week. And so um, I'll have that mindset all, all through practice. I'll make sure the guys have the same mindset. Patrick, Bobby showed uh, some of your workouts that you do that kind of helped you uh, prevent injury with the uh, with the matter of week eight when it came out your legs. Just what does that say about your preparation? And you know, when some folks see quarterbacks or whoever doing like some weird workouts in the off season, that it actually pays off. Uh, so I think he showed that for everybody, but that was really directed towards me because I hate doing all that stuff. And every time he does it, I'm like, why am I? Why am I doing this stretch right now and everything like that? And then he gets a, an opportunity like that where he shows me. He's like, see, this is why we do it. So now that'll be a staple in every workout I do. Um, but. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we try to prepare for everything. Um, and uh, he's done a great job of adapting and learning um, from stuff that I've done in my, my career and, and preparing me for those moments to try to keep myself healthy as I possibly can. Because, I, I mean, the, I always said the best availability. I mean, the best ability is availability. And um, you want to be out there. And lucky enough for us so far, knock on wood, we've been able to have a lot of healthy guys out there. And we want to play our best football um, in the Super Bowl. And that's what we're going to try to do. Patrick Mahomes and his audio during the football season, thanks to our good friends from David, uh, Davis Liquor Outlet. Neighborhood locations with Superstore prices. Find a location at davisliquoroutlet.com. And Schofield Honda, find out why so many people are saying, I love my Schofield Honda. Hour one down, one to go. What grinds my gears? That's next. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.